What makes me most excited, actually, New York. I'm moving New York personally uh, in the third quarter of this year, and we are starting our U.S. operation. Even though we are San Francisco company, we don't have an operation in U.S. yet. The reason behind of it, in U.S., there is a three-tier system. As you know, manufacturer, retailer, and the distributor. According to that law, bar owners get beer equipment by themselves in U.S. In Japan or in, Euro- in Europe, breweries give that equipment. That's why in Japan and Europe, we are directly selling to enterprise breweries, and breweries put the technology on the bars. But in U.S., and we start in New York City, uh, we will directly penetrate the bars and pub chains, and we will share data to breweries and the necessary stakeholders. Welcome back to Winning at Work. It's season three, the podcast for the food and beverage and CPG world. I'm Jennifer Lee, Tony's new marketing sidekick and creative guru. I'll attempt to keep him on track as we discover the ideas and strategies behind all these different, better, and special brands. Oh, good luck keeping me on track, but I am really stoked to have you on the team, Jennifer. Your background in marketing and SEO and socials, we are going to have so much fun this year. We're going to be discovering the new brands here in 2023. It's all about functional, good-for-you lifestyle brands. Those are trending. Those are the products that are gaining market share and really pulling away from those old legacy brands. We're going to have each and every one of those brands down on the podcast to talk to us, to share their ideas, their inspiration, so you, the entrepreneur, so you, the food and beverage and CPG professional, can take these new ideas in and incorporate them into your business and into your life. Oh my gosh, Tony, I'm seriously so excited. I feel like I learn so much just from listening to older episodes. Well, that's why we're here. And if this is your first time here, I would recommend, look, go back, take the five episode challenge, pick a brand, pick a CEO, an entrepreneur, dive in, listen to what it is that they're teaching us. If you love the content, subscribe. We hope you're along with us for the journey each and every week. By the way, Do you have a favorite brand in your market you would love for us to amplify on this national platform? Reach out to us on LinkedIn. And stay tuned for this week's episode. Hey, it's Jennifer. We get it. Everyone hates hiring. Inspired by his guests, Tony created a novel talent acquisition program that attracts the hidden candidate market, the 70% of people that are not actively applying to jobs. Click on the attract link in the show notes to watch a demo. Welcome to Winning at Work. This is Tony. And, you know, there are some industries that really need innovation and they haven't had innovation in a long time. Today, I have discovered a really interesting food tech combination, food tech, AI, robotic company. It's called Pabino. And I've got John Algal today. He's the co-founder, CEO. They've already gone through a one round of funding through Crunchbase. They have been on the global ranking scale. They're a food tech 500. They're a top 30 largest robotics company in the greater Bay Area. I mean, this is a really interesting company. I'm really excited to have this conversation to understand 
this new innovation within AI robotics, basically building the internet of beer, kind of upgrading the entire draft beer ecosystem. John. Tony, nice to meet you. Welcome in, my man. This is like, this is really like a big deal. Yeah, beer is big. Beer is the third most consumed beverage in the world. And, you know, it's almost as equal as the civilization history. It, it goes way back. So, so tell us, just what is Pabino? What is Pabino? First of all, thanks for hosting me. It's oh, pleasure my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Pabino is making waves by integrating patented technologies into the centuries-old draft beer systems. The latest innovation in the draft beer was 1956. We are solving this to building Internet of Beer, creating smart, sustainable, and end-to-end solutions to provide the perfect beer while decarbonizing the industry and creating a net-zero future. We are creating a new area beer that's smarter, more sustainable, and better tasting than ever before. But what really sets us apart is our vision for the future and internet of beer, where every pint is connected, every cake is tracked, and every pour is optimized for the perfect flavor. With Pabino, you are not just getting a perfect beer, you are getting a glimpse into what the future of drug beer looks like. That is just, I think, you know, watching your videos and kind of seeing how this technology is added, you know, at the tap level, it's, it's truly revolutionary. So I'm just curious, how do you think this AI and robotics will transform the draft beer industry or ecosystem? Because you, you touched on a lot of things there. Exactly. First of all, uh, to answer this question, we should understand where the beer positioned in the civilization history. Let, let's start with the ancient Egypt. Let's do it. Let's have a history lesson. You know, in ancient Egypt, uh, there are four or five different ways to, to you got that off from work, okay? For one reason, for example... My brother died, and I'm. What's the word for it? You know, I am uh, mourning. Yeah, I'm mourning it. And the other reason, today, I am making beer in the home. So you got to off from the word beer is that. Yeah, you're like a that. home brewer. Yeah. On the other hand, let's look to word of pub. Pub comes from the public house. So. Many decisions in the history in a terrible way or in a very positive impact. What's happened in the pubs, you know, from Baviera to London? So we are bringing innovation to very traditional industry. That's why it's covered by both AI and robotics. Basically, the best form of beer is draft because it's the freshest one. But unfortunately, in the last two decades, draft consumption all around the world decreased 50%. There are many reasons behind of it, but two main reasons is quality is not consistent and there is a huge loss around 25. So in Pabino, we are 
focusing to solve these issues by by in implementing Internet of Beer. The use of technology in brewing process will increase with more breweries adapting to artificial intelligence, robotics, automation, and other technologies to improve efficiency and consistency. So basically, when this system is put in, you're able to like optimize every pour. Because like every beer style is different, right? Some need more aeration. So this is really adding a lot, I think, to the actual uh, beer drinkers' experience as well. Tony, be, be, before I answer this question, I would like to learn what's your favorite beer. I love a craft beer, something maybe like an, an IPA. That'd be probably my favorite is, is some kind of an IPA, something kind of hazy, maybe a blonde. Ah, I love I love Ace IPS by the way. Uh, you know how you feel you got an hazy IPA with a flat one, metallic taste. You know, you know how to feel. Uh, yeah, so, awful. Like I want to take it back. So basically, basically we are solving this. Never beer taking back. Sophist sophisticatedly. Yes. Our mission is creating a net zero future of draft beer industry worldwide. We aim to build an environment where everyone in the world is served to perfect beer while decarbonizing the entire value chain and standardizing the beer industry with our revolutionary technology. By 2030, Pabino aims to serve, serve to world 10% beer. 10% of the world beer will be perfect one, hopefully in the next seven years. Well, what I think is really interesting too is you've got these different areas that you're approaching. You've got something called the smart tap, which is what we've been talking about. And then you've got the smart clean. Now, that to me is where you're tying into your sustainability goals and reducing the amount of water and the carbon footprint. Can you explain a little bit more how that smart clean system works? Smart clean, sure, sure. Uh, you know, because beer is a yeast drink, beer lines should be cleaned ideally once a week, at least twice a month. The cleaning means guys with the truck comes to bar make a manual cleaning, uh, put a detergent on the beer lines, then drain it with the water, then they go back with the truck again. Can you imagine in this era, in this, in this sustainability crisis, now there is no more, no more guy, no more truck. When the cleaning time comes, we send a notification, we put smart clean on the bars, like a wash dish for the beer line, Bartenders just push, push a button, and that's it. Four times faster cleaning. And this technology, validated by Weistafana Beer Institute, the oldest beer institute in the world. And right. you should clean your beer lines to prevent the metallic taste. When you get a metallic taste, it totally means about the cleaning. Got okay. It. And normally, the third parties come to bar with vehicles and doing this manual operation. So with our technology, no more truck, no more car, no more gas, just push a button. That's it. What a decarbonizing style of the world.
What made you even think of this? How did you come up with this perfect poor concept? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for this question to explain my story, actually. Let's make it short um, because it's just so long. Uh, I, worked <laughs> as a bart- <laughs> I worked as a bartender during my years at the college. So I was able to see the beer waste in bars along the glass that was planned to get recycled, but ended up at beans among many other unsustainable practices. You know, so many spillage, waste, big lines. So one one other thing that bothered me that I used to get con- confusing feedback like one customer telling me the beer was too warm, another saying it was too cold. You know, one saying there wasn't enough foam. I said that it should be a solution for it. As a beer lover, I know that every type of beer had its own quality impacting the taste and experience. All of them different. However, it was not possible to serve the perfect beer every time because it was difficult to standardize the process that lead to serving perfect beer. So I thought about the environmental impact of beer industry and I felt terrible about my own impact on the environment because I'm a beer lover. (laughs) If there was any way to transform it into a digital sustainable ecosystem where it was possible to reduce carbon footprints in every step of the entire value chain, with a sense of purpose and technology, I knew I could do this. So we will probably know beyond Internet of Beer. Well, and you've been at this now for about eight years, so it has taken some time to perfect it. But I think now you're, what, um, five countries, roughly? Yeah, we are serving in 60 cities in three continents from Tokyo to Madrid. I think as any in- industry goes through innovation, you have people that are resistant to this, you know, challenges, obstacles, right? My what Bible. The, the, is that, this situation is my Bible. <laughs> so tell, okay, so tell us your Bible. How are you getting through this and, and where are you finding the opposition and how do you help them make the change? Uh Change not comes with a smooth way. Right. You should fight it. Right. You should fight it. Some against the old ideas to create a net zero future for all of us. So to, to fight smartly and with a great stamina, you need a great team. Uh, so... I believe that leading with the purpose not only creates value for your team, yourself and the planet, but also is an invaluable drive for motivation among the team. I attach great value to accountability and ownership of work. I'm all about empowering my team, giving them responsible autonomy in a way that it both benefits their career development and the company. But the goal is clear, providing perfect beer to world, and saving our planet water. So when you go in and talk to a brewer or a, a bartender and you're showing them this system, what, what kind of feedback do you get when they first see it? Do they, do they wish they had the old style where they could just pull it themselves and do it themselves? Or 
do they adopt this new technique? How are they feeling with this? What's happening? Tony, uh, I can answer this question city by city, even not country by country. Right, right. Uh, Beer business is a relationship business, and it has its own culture in every part of the world in a different way. So, for example, in Spain, there is a overpouring culture. People pouring beer with an overpouring style. In Tokyo, you know, even you got a chewing gum, you need to use robots for for one chewing gum. So, every place of the world, the reactions are different. But you know, we can uh, we can categorize them, involving for the net zero future future against the. We love the traditional way. I I I hear I hear these words so many times. Right, 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 right. So for the last couple of years, as we all experienced challenging times shaped by the pandemic and consequently difficult economic conditions, I was reassured about the importance of having a team who believes in you and your mission as well as walk the path together with you. So bartenders also part of our journey, part of our team. For me, this is the most crucial component of leading with the purpose. Yeah, I think once the the brewer and the uh, the owner, right, they see the savings, they see the sophistication, they see the perfect pour, I think they see savings and they also see uh, a higher quality to the customer, right? So I, I would think they would adopt it quicker than maybe the person who is pouring. That's... Yeah. Uh, Tony, but, for yeah. example, for a brewer, uh, you know, the world beer industry is so consolidated. 75% of the market controlled by 15 companies. We are already working four of them. Uh, for a brewer, we are making big contracts with the brewers, like three years contracts. And End of the three year, our case studies show that for every one dollar they put on the tech, Pabino technologies, they got back seven dollar back. In how? In three ways they increase their revenue. First, better beer sells better, okay, because they have a chance to increase their quality score with the Pabino technology, they have a chance to more sales. Second, they have a better business management chance with the instant data. Normally, they know that how many cakes they sent, let's let's say, Big Rabbit, okay? Big Rabbit is a bar in New York City, that rabbit, I'm sorry. Uh, let's say you are a brewer and how many cakes you sent to that bar, but you don't know which glass, what time, with which music it consumed. So... With this data, they can arrange their marketing campaigns on the field. They can manage their portfolio, even stock management. Third and last, it brings competitive advantage to brewers. What I mean, if if a brewer uses Pavino technologies and the competitor doesn't, it means that your CAC is more efficient and more quality, and you are giving a remote control to your customer. What else? 
I, I love that because you're talking about better data. So they can find out at what time of the day are they selling what glass the most, who's buying what at what time. So your marketing team can now use that to increase sales. Yeah, exactly. Let me share a case study. You know, you know Real Madrid? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, it's football. Let's, you know, European football is is big you know, even in America. Yeah, in yeah. California, sometimes it doesn't make sense to European football. That's why I need to check it out. Oh, I, I get it. I mean, I like American football too, but yes, soccer, <laughs> soccer, yes, Real Madrid. <laughs> By the way, I was a basketball coach. My my area is basketball. But the example coming from the Santiago Bernabeu. Santiago Bernabeu is a like stepless center of the uh, Real Madrid. Okay. And around the Santiago Bernabeu, uh, many bars using Pavino technologies. Normally, the most consuming beer in those bars is uh, cruise camper but in the game days we realized from our dashboard it's Heineken when we share this insight with our customers our customers start to make a campaign just on the game days on the field you know and they increase their revenue in a selected region around 28% so what I summarize we are providing small data well, yeah, but it's it's actionable. I mean, that's what's great about it. Exactly, actionable insights. Your plan for growth and expansion, from what I understand, is what Europe, Asia. Uh, thanks for this question. Right now, as I told you, we are operating in sixty cities, three continents, and this year' main goal is we just started in Japan in Tokyo last year, and expanding in. Tokyo, and beyond of it, Asia. In Tokyo, I want to underline that. Tony, in New York City, there are 28,000 restaurants. Do you know how many in Tokyo? Oh, gosh. Uh, let me guess. 40,000? 1,000. Only 1,000? I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> Five times bigger than New York. 130,000 draft beer points exist only in Tokyo. Wait, say that again. There's 28,000 food or, uh, restaurants in New York City. How many are in Tokyo? Five times bigger. Oh, five times. 130,000. 130. Okay, so I was way under. Wow. So the, the, what's great about that is that it's concentrated. Exactly. And uh, the culture is very robotic aligned, so it's our one of the biggest growth points. The other one, the what makes me most excited actually, New York. I'm moving New York personally uh, in the third quarter of this year, and we are starting our U.S. operation. Even though we are San Francisco company, we don't have an operation in U.S. yet. The reason behind of it, in U.S. there is a three-tier system. As you yes. know, manufacturer, retailer, and the distributor. Correct. According to that law, bar owners get beer equipment by themselves in U.S. In Japan or in, Euro in Europe, breweries gives that equipment. That's why in Japan and Europe, 
We are directly selling to enterprise breweries and breweries put the technology on the bars. But in US, and we start in New York City, uh, we will directly penetrate the bars and pub chains and we will share data to breweries and the necessary stakeholders. Right. So it's a quicker path to market for you to go into Tokyo. And you're right. They have adopted the robotics into their culture much quicker. So I think that's, um, they have a mindset that is uh, accepting. Accepting, yeah, exactly. And also, you know, the quality makes sense in their culture. They want to perfectly. Uh, so U.S. makes me so excited because we will use different business model in U.S. Uh, Tony, uh, contrast to so many others, uh, we are a bit a positive company in the last three years. We we made a 4.5x growth even in COVID time in an organic way without burning a single dollar. Uh, right now, I'm about to close a new round, Series A. Uh, we are very excited to announce it also. Uh, we are raising this round, just launching US and expanding in Japan. So very excited future is coming. I, I think so. And that's why I wanted you down here because we have not had a lot of innovation, you know, at the uh, bar level. So for a lot of the American listeners, you're not going to see Pabino yet, but very soon, I think this is going to be everyone's really first uh, exposure to you guys. They're going to hear it on the podcast and very soon they're going to be, you know, in a pub and a bar and they're going to see this really cool digital, uh, what do they call that? The uh, smart, smart tab. tab smart smart tabs. Basically, internet of beer. Yeah, I think it's the great. More well, hygienic and sustainable beer for the consumers. So as we wrap up, I'm curious. Um, you've learned a lot over these past eight years. And I know you can't summarize it all, but do you have some key learnings that you'd like to share from this time of you building a business, building robotics, AI, beer? There's so much you have learned. Anything you'd like to share from your time in this? Tony, as you said that it's a long journey. It's a roller coaster journey. Up and down, so many challenges you have to handle, you have to solve, and you have to keep on to fight, keep on to fight. But to answer your question, I want to focus the most important thing. Save our planet. What I learned. The importance of protecting our world resources, especially water. Water is the very foundation of our world and life, as well as thousands of living beings. It sustains not just life below and above water, but also all the elements that define our society. Now we are facing the most obvious and serious consequences of our thousand-year-long activities. In fact, a group of 30 investors signed an open letter to governments on the water crisis last month. When, when you make it your mission and purpose to fight against climate change, you have the technology that can create sustainable value in an industry by disruption. The only thing you need is the courage to start the journey. This is how I embark on this path to enable every bar 
or restaurant in the world serving serve perfect beer with every pint while saving our planet thanks to advanced technologies. This is what I learned. That's awesome. That's awesome. John Agal, great to meet you. Really excited to see how Hobino expands, not just through Tokyo and Asia, but then you make your footprint into the U.S. Of course, very smart entry point into New York City. If someone wanted to reach out and learn more about how they could maybe begin to adopt this technology, what's the best way for them to reach out to you or your organization? Uh, if you if they enter our website, pubino.com, there is a request a demo section on the main page. Or my email is my name and at pubino.com. They can reach us. We are all open for the uh, U.S. partnerships. Nowadays, we are finalizing our go-to-market strategy. And in September, the pouring will start in an official way. Uh, because uh, also before September, we will have some, you know, some tests on the market. But the real pour will start on the September. Please feel free to reach me. Excellent. Excellent. So great to meet you. Thank you so much for coming down to Winning at Work and looking forward to the new and next better bar. Tony, it's my pleasure. Very fruitful and great talk with you. Uh, hope to hope to meet you in person soon. Absolutely. Bye-bye. You let me know when we're opening up in New York City. We'll be up there. Sure. Bye-bye.